these are great readings, and I want to get to them. But I want to point out this out first. So when Paul writes to St. Timothy, it's exactly like how Jesus came into your life. And I know it's St. Paul and everything, but you know how Jesus got into the life of St. Timothy? Paul says, I want to see you again as I recall your sincere faith that first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice and that I am confident lives also in you. How did St. Timothy come to know Jesus? How did he get faith in Jesus? His grandma. Anyone here have a holy grandma? My grandmas both were incredible in faith and they're a huge part of how I came to know Jesus. And certainly to this day, I'm sure they're interceding well. And, and so I just want to point that out because once St. Paul, we had his, the feast of his conversion yesterday was the celebration in the mass, the conversion of St. Paul. He never met Jesus face to face, person to person. He never did. I mean, the Lord revealed himself in a very dramatic and powerful way, but he didn't walk with Jesus like the other apostles. And neither did St. Timothy. He knew Jesus exactly how you and I know Jesus. Through the testimony of the church. Through the witness of faith from family members who believed. And that's a beautiful thing, okay? Don't think you're second class because you didn't get to walk person to person, right? See Jesus face to face. No, this is how it's worked from almost the very beginning. There is a very small group of people who came to faith when Jesus was on the earth. A very small group. Most people came to faith through the working of the church after Jesus rises from the dead and ascends to heaven, right? And that's because of the Holy Spirit. And that's this gospel, or excuse me, the first reading, First Timothy, or excuse me, Second Timothy, right? Get it together, Padre. Second Timothy, chapter one, we get this great passage. Paul says to Timothy, his spiritual son, for this reason I remind you to stir in the flame the gift of God that you have through the imposition of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather of power and love and self-control. So do not be ashamed of your testimony to our Lord, nor of me, a prisoner for his sake, but bear your share of hardship for the gospel with the strength that comes from God. That is a passage worth praying with. 2 Timothy chapter 1, it's verses 5 to 8. Pray with that because it's there for all of us. That gift of faith that has come to us just like it did to Timothy through his family has come to you, but then it needs to be stirred up. How many of you have been baptized, confirmed, you know, just going to church kind of your whole life long? Well, friends, all of us, but especially people like that, cradle Catholics, stir up that faith. It needs to be stirred up. You know, um, on the, during break, I went on a five-day silent retreat up at a beautiful retreat place called the Sycamore Tree. Some of you have been there. Um, they have a great fireplace. It's big. And it's, it's not one of these gas fireplaces. They're fine. That gas is better than the weird fake, like, hologram fire things. I don't understand that. That's weird. Okay, gas, at least something's burning. But it's no substitute for a real fire with real wood. So I, I had a fire going. And, um, 
at a certain point, the fire was going to go out. Unless I did what? Stir it up. So I got in there with the big poker, right? And all I did was just flip over the wood. And all of a sudden, that fire comes back in kind of a roaring way because it needed fresh fuel. And praying with that this morning for you all and for me, the fire of the Lord's love needs fresh fuel. God wants to stir it up, stir up our faith so that there's fresh fuel. And what is that fuel? It's all the areas of your life that God's love hasn't touched yet because God's love is a fire. It's those areas. And I don't know what that is for you, but I know that the Holy Spirit is not a spirit of, of staleness, but rather he is powerful and beautiful and good and creative and he wants to do new things in you. The faith you've received, it's, you're not going to get more faith than the faith that was granted you at your baptism. What's going to happen is that faith is going to touch more areas of your life and it's going to expand and grow not in a, in a quantitative way but in a qualitative way so that every area of your life gets touched by the fire of God's love. And then the beautiful thing that's very different than a natural fire is that that flame doesn't destroy things. It consumes things, but doesn't destroy them. Go back to Moses and the burning bush. Do you think Moses was enthralled with a bush that was on fire? Do you think he had never seen a bush on fire ever in his life? No, he's enthralled with the burning bush because he sees that it is on fire and it is not being destroyed. That's the light and the fire of faith. It purifies, yes, but it doesn't destroy. It elevates. It beautifies. It makes something really profound and, and transformative happen in our lives when we let that fire spread. And it needs to spread, my friends. It needs to spread. God's fire isn't meant to be just a little flicker. It's meant to be bright, and bold. So St. Paul goes on, stir up this flame of faith, right? This gift of God that you have, and you have it, just like T Timothy does. You have it. And then he goes on, for God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather of power and love and self-control. Some translations say strong, loving, and wise, that the spirit of God is not a cowardly spirit but one that gives us strength. We become strong, we become loving, we become wise. We know how to live in this world in a different way. And boy, is that spirit needed today. There's so much anxiety and so much fear. Some of it's understandable, but some of it is out of control. It's a different type of fire. It's an inferno of fear and it is not good. It's not how the Lord wants us to live. It's not the spirit we've been given. The spirit we've been given is not a cowardly spirit. Whether that's facing the realities of life and the current situations that we face as a nation, as a world with the pandemic and everything, whether it's also facing the challenges that present themselves in each one of our hearts with the very different circumstances of all of our lives, that the Lord gives us a spirit that is strong in that, that we're not meant to crumble before difficulties, 
that we're not meant to give in to fear and panic, but rather we're meant to rely on our Lord and let that spirit strengthen us. Then St. Paul goes on, so don't be ashamed of your testimony to our Lord. Don't be ashamed to live your faith. However that is, however that is, whether that's the beautiful witness of your faith tonight, coming to church, going on retreat this weekend, whether that's the simple witness of praying in the stack before your meal, right? Or sometimes the more challenging thing to raise your hand in class and share your faith, not in an aggressive way, in a confident way, in a bold way, but one that rests upon the goodness of God. It's so good to see people who know what they're about and aren't afraid to live that way and to share it. Don't be ashamed of your testimony, okay? None of you. Don't ever be ashamed of the way the Lord's worked in your life and the goodness that he's brought into your life. Do not ever be ashamed of that because people need to hear it and they need to see it and it's good for them. So St. Paul says, don't be ashamed of your testimony to our Lord nor me a prisoner for his sake. And then this, and I want to finish with this because the passage finishes with this. But bear your share of hardship for the gospel with the strength that comes from God. Bear your share of hardship for the gospel. Jesus never promised it would be easy. St. Paul never promised to Timothy, his spiritual son, that it would be easy. He says, no, bear your share of hardship for the gospel. We've got to get into it. We have to make sacrifices. If we're going to live our faith well, it's going to cost us. But it's the cost that is so worth paying. And we bear that hardship for the gospel not on our own, but with the strength that comes from God. One of the great gifts of the Holy Spirit is the gift of fortitude, strength, courage. We rely on that. And we come to the Lord and the Holy Spirit and the Father every time we pray. We ask for those gifts to to increase in us, to be stirred up. So my friends, tonight, with St. Timothy interceding for you, with his mother Eunice, what a great name, Eunice. One of you couples who have kids, name one of your kids Eunice. Don't, actually, it's a weird name. I think it's weird, okay? But also St. Timothy's grandma, Lois. <laughs> Those people are alive. They're interceding for you, certainly St. Paul, right? With their intercession, stir into flame this great gift of faith that you have. St. Timothy, pray for us. St. Paul, pray for us. St. Titus, pray for us.